the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. You know, I always like to give a little insight of what we're going to be doing on the show just before we actually introduce the co-hosts. So I'm going to give you a one-word overview of what we're going to be talking about. Are you ready? Hola. (laughs) Hola. (laughs) So we're going to talk a lot about uh, the Spanish speakers in, in... in the United States and other countries as well, but also in San Diego County and and throughout California, the value of bringing the Spanish speakers more intimately involved in the body of Christ than they are now. Of course, they're all, everybody that's a believer is part of the body of Christ, but um, a lot of people, and I agree with them, believe that the Spanish speakers in particular are going to have a key role in these final days that we find ourselves. So we're going to be dealing with that topic and let me take a moment to introduce some of the people that are on the show with me. I don't call them guests. I call them co-hosts. So that means that they can budinski every once in a while. So if they do, please forgive them in advance. <laughs> I want you to meet Earl Clampett, a longtime friend of mine. But he's also a broadcaster on KPRZ on a Sunday broadcast called Simple Truth Moments. His name is Earl Clampett. Hello, Earl Clampett. Greetings, Kaz. How are you? Uh, doing fine. We're going to have some fun talking about this topic about God using Spanish speakers really to transform the body of Christ in ways we have not even imagined yet. And I want you to meet the other person that's in in uh, the studio with me. His name is Jaime Bermudez. Hey, Jaime, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Cass. How about you? I'm doing bien. Thank you. I told you it was just going to be one word, but now I'm doing, doing two. Excelente. <laughs> but let's just talk about the overview Earl and Jaime about the show. I mean, this is a, a kind of a unique show. We have Hispanic people on frequently, but we've re- really never uh, dealt with the topic of uh, the Spanish-speaking people and their vital role in, in the body of Christ and the one new man. Earl, quick thoughts, and then Jaime follow behind that. Well, in the seg- second segment uh, of this show, Kaz, we're going to hopefully be p- playing a um, excerpt from a um, prophetic uh, utterance of mm-hmm. a lady who um, uh, he was. She was an ethnically Jewish lady who uh, is found the Lord, and uh, she's become a messianic believer. And she um, she grew up in Chicago, but she made Aliyah, which means she, yes. she got her passport and her citizenship back in, into Israel. And she visited S- Southern California just about a year ago. Um, and in essence, um, what she said, uh, if there. Basically, she said, I don't even know why I'm here, because I was supposed to go to Berlin, I was supposed to go to Dallas, and I was supposed to go to Los Angeles, but here I am in, in San, Diego. San Diego, yes. And so she said, here's the word uh, that I had for the Lord. We'll play this in verbatim. In the next segment, we'll talk about it. Correct. And so basically, she said um, she saw a um, underground aquifer that was capped, and she said the ca- she asked the Lord, what was that cap? And um, he basically indicated to her that you have not included 
the Hispanic community um, to have a love for Israel and the people of Israel, the Jewish people. And that needs to be uh, set as a high priority because it's very kingdom of God oriented. Very good. And so that's what kind of started this whole process. Very good. Jaime, uh, quick thoughts on this, because you're going to talk a little bit about the Jewish people, then I'm going to be introducing a Jewish people right before our very ears. Jaime? Oh, Cass, uh, we're very blessed, and uh, we all, as a Latino community, we're a lot about family. Yes. Family is one of our primary topics, even in our church uh, congregations, and I believe that God is doing something great in the times that we're living in as a nation, and also how He has brought us uh, uh, the Latino community in this wonderful nation. Uh, uh, America had, has opened the doors uh, for us, and yes. I believe that all those seeds that were planted when we received missionaries in Latin America, now is the time to return back what we have been blessed for so much years. So yes, yes. thanks. It's a great opportunity as Latinos that we can come to this nation and bless as much as we can. Yes, yes. And, you know, one of the terms that I use when describing America is Judeo-Christian nation. Yeah. And that has those two words uh, combined together, kind of like one new man, Judeo-Christian. Yeah. And the Judeo part I'm going to have on the show with us giving insights as well. This is a man who's been a friend for quite some time to Earl and I both, Rabbi Robert Wolf. He is a, a Majestic Glory Ministries founder and a number of other things as well. But he's on the line here, Rabbi Robert Wolf. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Can you hear me now? Uh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. And we are really looking forward to the merging in the what you call the One New Man and Messiah, merging that together. But one of the vital components that needs to have more horizontal intimacy with other believers is the Spanish-speaking ministries. And that's why Jaime is with us. Further thoughts on that, uh, uh, Rabbi Wolf? Well, I mean, as Earl was starting to talk, now I had to jump off because my line went, so I didn't catch everything. But I know that this prophetic word was given that basically was directed specifically to the Hispanic church that said that that is the key to what God wants to do. And that was specific to San Diego. So this is Mm -hmm. not just uh, a broad uh, statement, but this is specific to this community right here where where you hang your hat. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, God wants to do something with the Hispanic community. They are strategically placed on the border. Uh, there is a, a large Hispanic population in our state, and uh, and there is a, a move for the the whole kingdom as well as the secular world to recognize that the Spanish Church understands family. They understand fatherhood. Uh, they have been uh, against abortion. And they have a great love for the state of Israel. And yes. so this is, it's very strategic. You're exactly right. But you know, you talked about San Diego is a focal point, and it is, no question about it. And we, San Diego finds ourselves basically the foot of the nation, basically. And a lot of people say, as California goes, so, so does the nation. But I, I would say, as San Diego goes in many ways, so goes the nation as well. And uh, we, in, in San Diego, we have a real love for um, uh, the, the Jewish people, you know I do shows all the time on, on that component. But one of the things that I think is in, uh, it needs some more 
intimate relationship, and that is the Spanish speakers. I told you, I gave you my, during the beginning of the show, I gave you my two or three words that I got, you know, from studying Spanish for for so long. I've got at least three, three words, maybe 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 cuatro. <laughs> Jaime, uh, we've got about two or three minutes. Uh, any insights? And then uh, don't go away, Bob. Don't go leaving on us. Don't go leaving on us. Okay. I'm Kaz. It'll be okay, Kaz. Don't worry. <laughs> Jaime? Well, Cass, I'm going to teach you three more words. Uh-oh. Dios es bueno. God is oh, good. Dios es bueno. Yes, amazing. Yeah, he, God has been good. He, he's good. He has been so faithful with us. And I believe that the the God is a God of relationships. I have never thought that I will uh, get the opportunity to know amazing people as you. That and and thanks for letting us being here today. And as, as Bob, he's a great friend, and Earl, he has been a, a a friend uh, and a father and also a mentor. And I believe the kingdom is about relationships. And when God places you on earth, the idea of the father is to relate to his sons, to his daughters. And and, and that's the, the purpose of what we're doing right now in our community. We want people to know that there's a good father yes. with the arms open, a yeah. father that restores, a father that can do everything new. Sometimes I know that we have been, we all deal with issues, with problems, but we always are pointing people to the Father. Is mm-hmm. the time for people to come back to the Father? Absolutely. Earl, on the, in the next segment, we're going to have, have uh, um, Carolyn uh, Hyde joining us uh, from a little recording that you took uh, probably a year ago now. Uh, but uh, very quick, quick, we've got 30 seconds before we take a break. Now, I know you're a broadcaster, but you're also a lawyer and a judge, so try to get it close to 30 seconds, if you would. 30 seconds. Um, I just want to point out the uniqueness of um, Jaime's church over at Grace Church in San Marcos. Um, There are several um, cultures and communities represented there. Jaime is from the country of Colombia. His assistant is from the country of Guatemala. His other assistant pastor is from the country of El, El Salvador. And so, uh, and then, and their components of their, or members of their congregation are mostly uh, Mexican. So you have four separate Hispanic cultures under one roof. So this is much more broad than just a local uh, outreach. The, you're t- dealing with Latin America, in essence. Yes. Uh, all 21 nations of Latin America, eventually, this is how we see this outreach going. I love it. You know, my friend, in the next segment, Earl has a recording on his phone. We'll try to do the best we can at sharing that with you. But it's from a lady whom I've known for quite some time. Actually, I've been at her house. We've worshipped together up near the, the Sea of Galilee. Uh, and uh, she's a powerhouse. And she goes out on the street and she evangelizes. She hitchhikes and evangelizes whoever picks her up. It's a, in, in Israel, it's an amazing thing. Uh, and her, her name is uh, Carolyn Hyde. And uh, she's going to be on uh, recording here. Earl, you're going to share that. I'm going to, at the beginning of the next segment, I'm going to have you introduce that. And then we will then we'll hear what Carolyn Hyde has to say. Listen closely to what she has to say because she's a prophetic voice from Israel. Pay close attention because she's a believer in Yeshua HaMashiach, and she wants you to understand her heart cry and Israel's heart cry for the Spanish-speaking people group. So Earl, Jaime, and Bob, and I will be right back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, my friends. You know, a remarkable topic, and it's one that, you know, in Southern California, we deal with the Spanish-speaking people, those of you who are not Spanish speakers listening to me right now. We, we deal with that, and it, we, we, uh, the, the tendency is, you know, it, it's, it's a secondary language, and so we treat everything from a secondary standpoint. The truth of the matter is the Spanish speakers, especially because th- there's a level of... Uh, of faithfulness in, 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 in their faith and in relationship with the Lord that has some nuances that other non-Spanish people, uh, speaking people need to know about. I mean, I'm not kidding. So uh, we're going to be talking about that from a prophetic voice standpoint. This is coming from a person named Carolyn Hyde, a friend of mine from many years ago. She and I um, have ministered on the Sea of Galilee together. She's a musician. She's a writer. She's a teacher. <laughs> she's a street evangelist. She goes out there and hitchhikes in Israel, and whoever picks her up get the, gets the message. And uh, she, her, she's the founder of a ministry called Heart of God Ministries, in case you're interested in finding out more about her. Heart of God Ministries, Carolyn Hyde. Now, Earl, you want to take the baton here and give some insights, and then, you, then you're going to play a little recording? Yes, so this was... Uh, uh, filmed actually, uh, this was August 28th of last year, so it's almost a one year anniversary of this. And um, this was kind of a um, a last minute, she just popped in. This was supposed to be a training session for local evangelists headed up by uh, uh, George Elias and uh, over at Amy and Matt Stowers uh, Church at River Gardens in Vista. In Vista yeah. Anyway, so Carolyn had uh, spoken earlier that morning at. Uh, Calvary, uh, not Calvary, but um, um, Assembly of God in Vista, and she just happened to drop in, um, the, and they she wasn't prepared necessarily. They just gave her a mic. Said, "Do you have anything that you were hearing?" From you don't the just Lord? drop in with Matt and Amy's story. Yeah. You get a microphone in front of your yeah, face boom. if you have something yeah. of God. And so, you, if she sounds a little <laughs> unprepared, she'll tell you that she didn't, you know, didn't expect this. But then she came forth with some really amazing things. Um, of what she's going to share about the uniqueness of San Diego. She doesn't know anything about San Diego as far as, especially when she's going to be talking about aquifers and and portals and vortexes and this and that. Anyway, um, just to show you that I asked my son, who used to work for um, the city of San Diego for nine years, "Are are there underground aquifers in San Diego? And he says, yeah, they're all over the place. And I'm going, oh, Really? And he says, yes, yeah, some of them even go under Balboa Park and, and even by the Oregon Pavilion. Well, I'm thinking, Kaz, it's been 100 yeah. years since Amy Simple McPherson yes, was here. Right? And do you remember the photos of all the piles? and everything yes, piled up. Yep, yes, yep, and yep. wheelchairs. Uh, San Diego is an anointed place, it, you know, with, with, yes. the Hispan- it, with, with the Hispanic— uh, People in the different uh, yes, and, and she was she's with the Foursquare. Yeah, but I mean, you, those photos were were impressive. So now, you've got about four minutes to play this. Okay, before. so so here we go. We're going to play it, and, and we apologize uh, in advance regarding the sound. It's going to be from his don't phone. Know how good the quality is going to be. So here we go. This is Carolyn Hyde. There's a long, rich history of this vortex portal being used as beings came and went up suddenly throughout the ages. I never saw anything like this before. I do a lot of work with portals, and I've never seen one like that. 
But what I saw was this gateway to this portal was firmly capped. There was a blockage. And I felt like I was supposed to be here for something to help unblock it. And I don't know what that is. I still don't know. And just pray. Well, there is one thing. I just want to just give a word of exhortion. We were called out of Zion on this ministry and on a threefold assignment. One is for Aliyah. Two is for the coming Spanish awakening, Spanish-speaking world awakening. When the, this is what I've heard over and over. When the Spanish-speaking world gets it and wakes up to God's heart for Israel and all that entails, it's going to change everything. The Spanish-speaking people carry something that we, that we, the Jewish people, don't carry and, and other peoples don't. And then the third component was doing something about the criminal assault on children today. It is absolutely an assault. And and I told the Lord, it's a very Jewish thing, okay? It, it, it's like, don't tell me about your Jesus. Show me. I want to see it in action. And, and that's how I was before I came to faith. Um, but the idea is what the Lord showed me, to go to Berlin, Dallas, and Los Angeles and stake the land with a chetzi shekel, a half a shekel. This was the temple tax to come into the presence of God. And, and to give an opportunity in the spirit to those who are doing these criminal things to children. And, for the, and to repent, because it's God's will that none should perish. But for those who will not repent, put a millstone on them and cast them in the sea. And initially I said, Lord, I can't do that. That's like, that's not my job. That's yours. But he led me to the Hebrew and this is what changed everything. Hebrew is a language of root words. And so you have rechem. Rechem is the womb. Rachamim is compassion. So the womb is a place of compassion. Makes sense. There's a third word with the same root. Rechaim. Not Lachaim, but Lachaim. And this word means millstone. And it is actually, on behalf of the children, it is an act of compassion to place a millstone on the neck of those who are doing this and cast them in the sea. This is all spiritual work, but my friend who were policemen were thanking me because they said, we have a gun, we have lists, we can go after people. But he's a Christian, he recognized we need to do this kind of work in the spirit. Because I'll tell you, a nation that is killing its children will not survive. Amen. And I'm talking about America. I'm talking about my country too, Israel. I, I'm a dual citizen of both places. We must have the same mindset and be proactive. And when God calls us from now on, there's no more time to turn the fleece over back and forth. Back and forth. A couple years. We gotta go. When he says go... I just, I sense this so strongly. It is time. Because there's not much time left. Amen. And the children are at stake. So, as a softer with 16 grandchildren, uh, a grandmother with 16, I, I really say this pleading on, on their behalf and on your children and grandchildren's behalf. So, thank you for standing with us in Israel. All right. Well, uh, that, that's an amazing, that's an amazing insight. From once again, Carolyn Hyde, her ministry is called Heart of God Ministries and many other things. She's a musician as well and a songwriter. She's well known throughout Israel because of the songs she writes and sings. She's a remarkable person. So people are beginning to pay really close attention to what she has to say. And uh, 
we've, we've got a couple minutes left, so quick thought from you, and then I know I know uh, Rabbi Robert Wolf was listening to to this, and I want a very brief input now because my my listening friend she not only talking about the Spanish speaking world uh, becoming more intimate and what's going on, but also she talked about the assault on children today. So we've uh, uh, invited Robert Wolf, who understands this topic as well regarding the assault on children today, to take the last two segments of this five to seven uh, p.m. Bro- broadcast and talk about it from that standpoint. But a quick uh, insights from you, Earl, and I need a little bit of time to have Rabbi Bob talk about it. And Jaime, you're going to take the next segments after this. So, Well, quick Earl. insight. This is two different um, topics, um, it, but she talked about it in the same yeah. time. And so uh, that's why I thought if this radio show is going to be allowed to, which you have graciously allowed, Kaz, this... Um, Prophetic utterance had two elements to it. Yes. And so that's why Rabbi Bob is here uh, on the phone, uh, and you'll hear why, because he has um, a, lot of, um, a lot of interest in this, and uh, he has done a lot of things in this area. But the, the other one is the love of, uh, for Israel and the Jewish people by the Hispanics, yes. and that's going to turn the table of, I think— Everyone keeps looking for a revival, and sometimes yes. it happens in places that you don't necessarily expect. Yes, yes, yes. Rabbi Bob, what what are your thoughts here? I know we're going to give you the last two segments, but periodically we'll let you chime on in. So chime away, brother. Well, uh, it's interesting that we're dealing with not only the Hispanics, but the, the Hispanics have a fundamental understanding of family, and they have held on to the family unit. And family is defined by not only parents, but also by children. And so when you have an assault on children, you have an assault on the family itself. So uh, as fathers are called to be protectors, uh, and as our Heavenly Father is our ultimate protector, uh, when things are happening to the children, that, uh, that, that I don't even know what the word is for, how it affects the father's heart whether they are a human father or our divine father, that when things happen to children, that is of another magnitude um, because they are innocent, because they do not have the defense mechanism. Um, And so this is in the realm of trafficking, which is most of the work that I've been doing. But as we have also watched what's happened in the education system, and it's interesting that the last that uh, John Neal did before he went home to be with the Lord was a radio show with you yes. and talking about the necessity for us to revamp the education system so that the children are properly trained up in the fear and admonition of, of the Lord. So yes. I'll just leave it with that because okay. I, I want to honor John Neal for what it is that he did, and it's no accident that he was on your show as the last thing that he did before the Lord took him home. I know, in this very studio. Heart-rending in some ways, but a blessing in others. My listening friend, we're on a topic here, actually two topics we're going to deal with, not only the uh, vital value of the Spanish-speaking community and how, uh, from a Hebrew perspective, they're vital to God's plans for uh, San Diego, California, United States, Israel, and the world. So Jaime is with us from Jaime Bermudez. From He's the uh, Hispanic pastor of Grace Church. And you've heard from Earl Clampett. You shall hear, hear more. And uh, Robert Wolf will be uh, investing in the last two segments in particular and others as we go. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the 
Hispanic-speaking environment, and uh, uh, Pastor Jamie uh, Bermudez uh, of Grace Church is going to be sharing some insights of personal insights and also what's been going on. It's going to blow your mind, and you're going to get excited about what God is doing here, there, and everywhere when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends, and the question of the day is, how might the Spanish-speaking component of the body of Christ change things significantly, not only in San Diego, not only in California, not only in this nation, but in Israel, but in the nations as well? So we're going to be talking about that, and my one of my wonderful co-hosts, well, by the way, we're going to have three different co-hosts on this show, plus Kaz, and one of them is Earl Clampett, Clampett. I'm sorry about that, Judge Earl, I apologize, I think I may mispronounce your name on purpose. On purpose, that's okay, <laughs> I, I forgive, yes, I'm yes. a very forgiving <laughs> individual. And Brother Jaime uh, Bermudez, he's the lead Hispanic pastor at Grace uh, Church in San Marcos, California, and of course, our dear friend Rabbi Bob Wolf calling from home right now. And he'll be giving some insights, not only through the first portions of this show, but also be talking about uh, assault, children on assault, under assault and give some insights on that as well. So, Earl, I'm going to hand it to you. You and Jaime carry the next few segments, and I will be doing hurrah from the peanut gallery. Great. So um, just a, a very brief introduction. Um, I was a Spanish major in college, and I, w- I went to the University of Madrid for a year, my junior year. I married a, a wonderful woman from, from uh, Central America, although she says it's not Central America, but, but, but Panama I th- is always thought of Central America, but she says, no, 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 it's uh, Central America and Panama. But anyway, and so we raised our kids bilingually. We, they grew up in a bilingual uh, uh, culture, and um, I taught... Spanish high school when I was in law school, going to law school at night and teaching in the daytime. But anyway, I've always had a fondness for for the Hispanic culture. And um, some old friends that we mutually know, um, Kaz, uh, came to me and said, there's an amazing um, phenomenon that's going on uh, over at Grace Church in San Marcos. And they talked about um, the uniqueness of the Spanish culture. church and their and their pastor over there so so the, the this church i know i've been, been at grace church a number of different times but there's a couple different two different two or three different pastors involved in and the lead pastor of the hispanic component is jaime correct and so um i went over to listen uh, i think it was late last year and uh, i thought wow man this this young man is very gifted um very very energetic and so um Anyway, so I, as I've gotten to know him, I am asking him, what's your background? What's your story? And that's what I want to kind of hand the ball off to him and take him back to um, his, maybe his secular career and how he shifted over into a religious career yes. and, and how that developed to bring him here and now to us. Brother Jaime well, thank you. Now we have been mentioning uh, a lot about family. I just want to point out uh, how my everything started with me when my my, my parents uh, 
their marriage was broken. It was hard in the beginning for for us, uh, my sisters and I, and that's how everything started. That's how even God called us after uh, my parents, they got uh, separated, divided, however you want to call it, and that's something that I believe that a lot of families are living right now around the world, and it affects a lot when you don't have that uh, identity of a father in your life, when you don't have uh, someone there with you helping for you to be built, equipped, to be nurtured. And and for me, fathers are so important in the kingdom. Well, after uh, we uh, went start going to church with our mom, uh, I, I knew that God had a, a purpose in her life and started growing in, 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 in my faith. I, I got baptized like around 1994. Yes. And uh, after that started growing, I went out of college. I'm a, a graphic designer too. And as a graphic designer, I started building my business. Uh, I met my beautiful wife, Clary. I love her so much. And when my wife and I, we met, we knew that uh, when we were, uh, she was my girlfriend, that it was a divine uh, connection. Uh, we, we met in a place that we were so blessed, but then God uh, called us. It was a huge impact in our life, the way he did it. Uh, and we got a scholarship uh, to go to Argentina. Ooh. We got married. And in Argentina, we were part of a school of ministries that is MBR, uh, that is Escuela Ministerios or School of Ministries of Vision International. Uh, our main pastor there, uh, his name is, uh, pastor, is Juan Carlos Masowich. He's from Argentina, and, and he and Fabiana, he, they, they, they model us what is to be a father. They model for us how, how to be a family. We were part of, of, a, of a huge a ministry there, and uh, in, in in that uh, uh, season in our life, we also had the opportunity to to work alongside with uh, Juan Carlos uh, uh, with Carlos Anacondia, a uh, Carlos Anacondia ministry in. And he's in he, he's well favored in San Diego County as well. Yeah, and in Carlos Anacondia's ministry, it was a huge blessing for my wife and for and in my life because we were trained, we were equipped. Uh, in, in deliverance, and we saw how souls, how people were were saved, how people were delivered, how uh, people were changed and transformed. So that was something that started fueling us. And 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 in one class, even we had uh, the opportunity to learn more about the kingdom. We had someone in our life that is so important for us. His name is Ricky Paris, and I remember uh, Doctor Ricky Paris uh, giving us a prophetic word. It was in the year of two thousand. 13, and he said, you have to be uh, 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 listening to the word of God because he will take you to a nation where you will preach in English. So mm. prepare. He gave us that word in Querétaro, Mexico in the year of 2013. And then after three years, uh, it was 2016, my wife and I, we landed in the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, we never thought yes. that that was happening. It was God. We yes. never asked for it. But we knew that when God called us and we said as a family, yes, yes, God opened all the doors. So my wife and I, we said in the in that moment, what we're going to do is we're going to battle. We want to work for the families and we're going to bless them. Yes, yes, yes. Earl, uh, that, that's a very good insight. And all of a sudden now we're here and we're, we're seeing what God is doing, not only to you, but through you to the Spanish speaking world and others as well. Earl, quick thought, because we only have about 30 seconds left. In the next segment, I'm going to ask Jaime, uh, 
he had a sermon recently in February called Change of Direction, and I want him to elaborate on uh, the change of direction um, message, what it, that involved, and how that's impacting his church in a significant, deep way now. Well, you know what, that term, change of direction, I think my listening friend, whether you're a Spanish-speaking person or not, this is where God wants us all. He wants us all changing our direction from what we thought we knew about him and our intimate relationship with him, especially when you start talking about the kingdom age, uh, which is forthcoming now, and I'm sure that Jaime's going to incorporate the phraseology of the kingdom or the kingdom age. You know, there's a gospel age and there's the kingdom age. The kingdom age is the now uh, because God, J- Jesus is coming soon to a world near Y-O-U. And so, my listening friend, we're going to talk more about those things. And Earl, stay with us to help us guide this through. And Brother Jaime, I know you've got some great insights, and you're going to share some insights from one of the multitude of sermons you're sharing as as well. So, my listening friend and, and Rabbi Bob Wolf is going to be interjecting periodically as well. So, we're going to be talking more about these things when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Hola, as we say, and that word is very appropriate for the now because we're talking about how vital the inclusion of Spanish speakers are in the body of Christ to actually transform the body of Christ in ways that uh, many others may not even have an idea about, but it also has ramifications for the Jewish community as well. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well. But on, on the show today, I have three guests, and I'll introduce them to you, and then I'm going to hand the baton to one of the three. You'll meet him in a moment, too. The Earl Clampett is a broadcaster on KPRZ. He has a Simple Truth Moments on Sundays on KPRZ, and he is also a guy who uh, has uh, he's authored a number of books, and a lot of his heart cry is about the unity in the body of Christ. So this is one of those topics about the unity in the body of Christ we're going to deal with. The other guest that I have in the studio, this is Jaime Bermudez. He's the Hispanic lead pastor of Grace Church in San Marcos. And he's telling us about the Spanish speakers with whom he has intimate pastoral relationships and also things that go beyond that. We're going to talk about that as well in the last couple segments we're going to have Rabbi Robert Wolf, who is with us, he'll be chiming in periodically as well, talking about uh, how the children have been uh, abused in many situations. He wants to give some insights on that from a Judeo-Christian point of view. But right now, I'm going to hand it to Earl Clampett. By the way, my friends, if you want to communicate with me, it's Come Together San Diego at KPRZ. Come Together San Diego at KPRZ.com, and you'll be able to reach me and say, Kaz, love the show. Let's do more of these. Right now, I want to bring Earl Clampett to introduce Jaime. Well, thanks, Kaz. Um, Jaime, in the last segment, uh, told us a little bit of history and and his personal story and journey. Um, But I noticed I started going to Jaime's church in in late um, 2022. But there was in early 2023, there was a change of of his presentation. Um, And I want him to go back to that February date and uh, explain what inspired him to have that sermon, because that sermon was the beginning of something. It wasn't a one-off sermon. It was a sermon that led to 
a, a link or a chain of other uh, unique messages. Yes. And I wanted him to explain um, that transition. Go by ahead. the way, by the way, the name of the, the the sermon is "Change of Direction," and you talking about this from a uh, from a Hispanic Hispanic speaking church point of view for the Hispanic people. My listening friend, you know this show is a broad brushstroke. So when he talks about change of direction, that message can be for YOU, whether or not you're a Spanish speaker or not. Jaime, lay it on us. Yes, you know that as as, uh, pastors, we're used to write sermons, and there was a season uh, uh, before I met Earl where I, I, I felt that there was something missing. There was a piece that was was missing in my heart. I was just praying and, and asking God, God, what is this that you're, you're, you desire? What is this that, that you want me to start speaking to, to, to the church, to your people? And then is when uh, uh, this uh, sermon came of the change of direction. And uh, I can tell that uh, for decades we have been used in the, our Latino culture because uh, we received the gospel through the missionaries that went to Latin America. And everything that we heard was about heaven. Let's go to heaven. Let's go to heaven. And we just started preaching the gospel of repentance, of sins, of salvation, and let's go to heaven. Right. In Romans chapter 1 and beyond. Yeah. So what, what started happening is like, okay, it's just only about heaven. Don't we have a father that sent his son to earth and he represented the father? And when we saw Jesus, we saw the father. So the, what, what's the purpose? And I started preaching even about this change of direction that it's not going, going to heaven. It's about bringing heaven to earth. Oh. It's walking our purpose uh, here on earth, and our purpose is first to know our, our Father. We need the reconciliation right now. We need to go back to our Father and start our relationship with Him. He's, he, he wants His children. He loves His children. He desires to have His children close to Him. So I started preaching about this beautiful Father, about the promises of the Father, but also on us modeling the Father here on earth. We being the image, the representative of the Father on earth, knowing that he gave us the authority, that actually we're even seated with him in in heavenly places. We're already uh, living eternity right now here on earth. And I started sharing that with our congregation when people start uh, uh, hearing about that we need to start focusing more on earth than just going to heaven. They say, wow, this gives us something to do. They give us a purpose. Oh, that's and, so good. and that's what people need. That's what people in church, outside the church, whoever in life, it, people need a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, you're lost. And, and, and we need to go back again to those encounters. When you had an encounter with God, if you remember when what was that first encounter, you will go back to your purpose. So we started also in our church trying to to make uh, uh, an, uh, the atmosphere uh, a place where people could come and they w- we could, ha- could have encounters. We're also about uh, worship. Worship is so crucial 
Because in the atmosphere of worship is the opportunity when you can come and relate to to your Father. In worship is where you uh, uh, receive uh, the the love of your Father, but He's also nurturing you. And with this uh, 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 worship that that I'm speaking about, it also started transforming our congregation. Uh, when I met Earl, I remember that that uh, uh, we were in a different season. The year 2022, our church, the, our first service, we were 62 people uh, in January, the first year uh, uh, in 2022. But starting this year, something happened. The church started exploding. We're more than 200 people now. And we just can say, wow, this is something that only God can do this. Only his spirit working in, in his people. And when people are hungry, when people are thirsty, mm-hmm. because they're now seeing, wow, this is not just only about heaven. It's I'm for the thirsty. now, the yes, kingdom now. For the now, for what the Father placed me here on earth. So that's what we're doing. People are just moving forward with their purpose. Yeah, Jaime, do you think that the, the attraction uh, to this message is because of fatherlessness where families don't have Absolutely. fathers. And so what are they craving? What are they looking for? What are they what are they trying what are they desiring that what was that's been missing? Relationships. Genuine relationship. People will know truly when someone is interested in loving. And we all are trying it, it comes even from us, my wife and I, we are trying to as much as we can to model the father. We try to love people. People will come hurt. We, we're, we're, we're praying for the lost. We're praying for the people that are hurting, and they will come. So when they come, what are we going to do? We're going to love them. We're going to receive them. And we will do what Carolyn High was preaching about, about the prophetic word. We will have the compassion. That's what she said about the womb. Oh, yes. That's what Jesus had. He saw the crowds, and he saw them with the eyes of compassion. That's what we're doing. And that's where we, the church and people, Christianity needs to go back, to have the eyes of compassion of the Father. That's right. Well, that's so good. And Earl, we just got a couple of minutes left in this segment. But the whole idea about the kingdom happening right now, this is something that you and uh, Rabbi Bob have been preaching for, for an absolute long time. You're, you've got a book called Homecoming dealing with that as well, talking about how the, uh, there's a, a mystery of this new covenant tied to the Jew and Gentile, and the Jew and Gentile, the, we know about, about the Jew, but the, the Gentile has to include so many different variations of the denominations. One of those groups is the Spanish-speaking uh, believer as well. And, and, and what, what the, the byline of the, of the book is how the, new, how the mystery of the New Covenant brings both, in Jew, gen, both Jew and Gentile back, doesn't say to heaven, to it's Abba. back to Abba Father. Oh, I love that. And see, it, because what brings us together is that we have a mutual father. We also have a mutual enemy, but, but we have a mutual father. That's the family element, and that's the family connection on relationship. Nuestro papá. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, my listening friend, I'll tell you what, God's got big plans for his church, but we have to be united together. And God wants you to know that the family is the thing. You know, a lot of people talk about the kingdom and the kingdom age, but I I, I want you to know that the kingdom age is now God wants to bring you back to an intimate relationship with him now. And uh, so one of the things that we want to share with you, my friend, is the fact that uh, God has plans for you. He has plans for you, depending, regardless of your denominational involvement. 
regardless of Jew or Gentile. It makes no difference. God wants to have his family together. My listening friend, we're going to talk more a little bit about family in this next segment ahead, and we're going to talk about where God uh, has the Hispanic-speaking church go from here. And guess what, my listening friend? We will be back very soon. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back to the second hour of Come Together San Diego. We have a remarkable show, especially because God wants to bring the entire body of Christ together, Jew and Gentile, but even within the Gentiles, he wants to bring different uh, people groups together. And we're talking about one particular people group, those who are the Spanish-speaking community. And uh, we're talking about this topic. And in the last couple segments, we're going to talk about how God loves the children. And if you abuse the children, God's got plans for you as well. So we're going to talk first about the inclusion of the Spanish-speaking community. I have uh, Simple Truth Moments broadcaster on KPRZ on on uh, Sundays, Earl Clampett with me, and uh, we have a brother who is the lead pastor of Grace Church in San Marcos, Jaime Bermudez, to talk about the Spanish-speaking community from his point of view and the point of view of his uh, church at Grace uh, Church in San Marcos. And also Rabbi Bob Wolf will be talking periodically as well. But right now I'm going to hand the baton to Earl Clampett to begin this next phase of the conversation with and through Brother Jaime Bermudez. Uh, thank you, Kaz. Uh, Jaime, you mentioned in the last segment um, about the fact that you announced this a sermon called Change of Direction and the emphasis more on the Father. Um, so let me ask you a question. What happens if I, as a pastor, stop with the message of of basically talking uniquely, uh, only about the Son, or maybe if I'm a Pentecostal, I might talk about not only the Son, but I'll add the Holy Spirit. Um, what's, what am I missing? What am, what's lacking in that message if I, if I say uh, the message is all about Jesus or the message is all about Jesus and the Holy Spirit? Why is it important to add this third element of, of the uh, Godhead um, in this change of direction message? I believe it's so important, Earl, and, 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 and that's a great question because it comes to the word restoration. Uh, Jesus actually, he came to restore what we, who we were and what we had. So I, I remember that, that when I started growing as a Christian, and I, first I started to be a Catholic in Latin America, but when I had the, the encounter with, with the Lord, he, he changed my life in a, in, a, in a great way. But I started growing and, and going to Bible college, going to my Bible studies. And everything that we have been uh, receiving or we teach or we have taught, it's about or the Holy Spirit. And, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. And yes. we all need the Holy Spirit. We have taught about Jesus and we need our Savior. What can we do without Jesus? But I think that we have stopped on just just there on saying, okay, you need Jesus, and you need the Holy Spirit. You need to be empowered, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. But my question is, where is the Father here? 
in this equation. Why the father is so important and why we're missing this part of the father. And there was where I said it comes this word restoration because actually actually what Jesus came to do was to restore us back to our father. And that changed a lot in, in, in people's life when you when 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 you realize that your father loved you so much with your sins, whatever happened, that he sent Jesus because he wanted you back with him. That's all about. That's what he's all about. He gave you the Holy Spirit because we need to walk with the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit here on earth. We needed Jesus because who was going to redeem us? He's the redeemer. We need Jesus in our life. But Jesus said, I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. But I am the way to the Father. And that is what it's all about. Jesus even came. He said, hey, I know you're looking at me, but when you look at me, when you see me, you see the Father. And, and, and I believe that as, as Christians, we're needing right now to hear this message because the Father is the one who places us here on earth to give us, to give us his identity, to give us a purpose for us to be in a relationship with him because separated from him, we can do nothing. And I believe that that's what we, that's the message for the time. You know, I mean, one of the things I I bop around to a lot of different churches to get a sense of what's going on there. But, you know, a lot of people are into the mode. Uh, We just go to the church on Sunday. We, we, we praise Jesus and uh, Holy Spirit. uh, We have that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's the end of the deal. Really the whole whole purpose of Jesus coming on earth is to introduce the father. And sometimes people are uh, oblivious to that. We're oblivious to the most vital component that God wants us, you know, I and the Father are one, said Jesus. And, you know, the whole idea is to come to the Father. And so many times in the church environment, the Father is totally disregarded. And how sad, but even more than sad, we're missing the key to some empowerment we have never even experienced before. And, and you know, if I may that's add because. There, uh, go ahead, go ahead uh, Rabbi I want Bob. To say that when, when Israel was called out of Egypt, they. They talk about that they was called to the land of milk and honey and the, the, the land of promise. But it says that God called Israel to himself. That's good. Come on. I've called you to myself. So the primary reason for bringing Israel out of Egypt was not to bring them to the land. It was to bring them back into relationship with their father. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And, you know, we... we you know, in the New Testament church, we go, well, yeah, we deal with the, with, the, with the Old Testament, yes, yes, yes. But do we really gravitate to the depth of those words, bringing them back to the Father? And listen to the words of Moses. The whole thing is to bring, you know, us to the Father, and that's Jesus' task. Earl, did you want to... Well, I want Jaime to, I mean, yeah. to finish his thought, because... Go ahead. Yeah, you know that there's a father of lies. Yes. And he's trying to copy, and he's trying to destroy the message why? Because what's happening Why right you say now? Father of lies, yes. not father of the father of life. Yeah, the lies, lies. Mentiras. the enemy, mentiras. Yes. yes, mentiras. And what he's trying right now is to separate, bring division, and he doesn't want the children to know the truth. 
that's why it, it, it has been so transformed or changed, even the gospel, because what he's trying to do is bring, uh, uh, is to deceive, is to destroy. And that's why families right now are destroyed, because we don't have the complete message. And I'm, I'm, I'm totally agree with, with Rabbi Bob. Uh, that, that's, that was the, the purpose of the father bringing the children of Israel is to him. It's to him. He's the purpose. He's everything. And, 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 and you know that that's the, the message that I, I believe, Earl, that we need to start speaking about. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. When I explained this with the Lord's Prayer, and I said, okay, picture Jesus answering the question, how do we pray? And he starts off with these two words. And he's, look, he's here on earth, and he looks at you, and he looks at me, and he says, here's the very first two words, our our father. father. So if I'm looking at Jesus and he's and he has this index finger going our back and forth between us and then he points up and he goes our father. Well then Jesus in that moment isn't my father. Ooh. And I ask the question, well then what is he in a family sense mm-hmm. to me? And people think about it, and they'll usually get the right answer, and they'll say, well, he's, if he's not your father, and he's, te- he's teaching us how to pray to our, plural, father, well, then that makes him your older brother. That's right. And you, when you think about this, it changes the whole way that you deal with, with God, purpose. with God or the Godhead. It, it changes the way, because that triune relationship plus you uh, is the key to absolutely everything. Keep- my, hang on, my listening friend, what we're t- we're talking with Earl Clampett, who's asking a few questions of uh, the Grace Church uh, lead uh, Hispanic pastor, Jaime Bermudez. Go ahead, Earl. Well, and, and so in that vein, um, as far as the Father is the goal, he is the focus. Jaime said something that was earlier that was very important. He mentioned the word, fathers give us identity. Well, Identity is that, that you belong to the family. You have a membership in the family. In, in Ephesians 2, it says, when you as a Gentile are drawn near by the blood of Christ, um, basically you become a member of two things. This blows everybody's mind, but I said you become a member of the commonwealth of Israel. You can be, you, as a wild branch, you're being grafted back onto the, to the, to the vine, to the trunk of Israel, and and then he says, you also are becoming a member of the household of God. That means family, and so that's intimate. That's deep. That's that's a ex- relational and experiential um, event. It's not just head knowledge. It's my father loves me so much that he sent his son as a blood covenant to die so that I could cross that bridge of blood back to the Father. And as Jaime said, it's just a restoration process. I invite everybody to read the last verses of Second Corinthians 5. Count how many times the word reconciliation, referring to Jesus and the Father, reconciliation shows up in the end of Second Corinthians 5. Last time I counted, in the last three or four verses, it shows up five separate times, the word either reconcile or reconciled or reconciliation. It's all, it's all, a fa- it's all back to the Father. It is, it is. My, so my listening friends, about ready for us to take a, a break right here, but we're getting to a point, I think uh, Jaime wants to tell a little bit more about what's happening in the, 
uh, with the future of the kingdom. We we set the stage for the the need for the the kingdom message to and through the Hispanic speaking church and other members of the body of Christ as well. But now what ha- there's a future tied to this, and the future's fantastic. When you realize about what the future is, it's going to change the way you think now, you speak now, and you have horizontal and vertical relationships now. So my listening friend, we're going to be back again, and Brother Jaime, you're going to be Bermudas. Jaime Bermudas is going to share some more on that. He's got some great insights in this. And then in the following couple segments, we're going to talk about how if children are abused, that upsets the father more than anything else. And Earl Clamp is going to be joining us as well. So, my friends, more good stuff coming your way when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. We've got a commanding topic here, and I've got some... uh, Three different voices that you're going to hear besides mine, and let me make sure that you understand who those are. First of all, the topic really is, what's it look like when Spanish speaker uh, congregations and individual Spanish speakers uh, are properly uh, in, in, involved in the body of Christ, so we really get the whole flavor of the Hispanic point of view on things. And one of the topics that we're talking about, which is really a, a key topic, is reintroducing the Father. You've got Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A lot of times our focus is on Holy Spirit and Jesus with very little inference uh, to Father. And Father really is the key Abba Father. So we've got uh, Earl Clampett, who's a minister on on uh, KPRZ. He's got a show on Sundays called Simple Truth Moments, but he's also a, 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 an author and a speaker as well, former judge. And uh, we also have a rabbi, Rabbi Robert Wolf. He's with uh, uh, Majestic Glory Ministries. He's the founder of that ministry, and he's going to be on the last two segments talking about uh, the the body of Christ and all this kind of stuff, but also how Father hates the abuse of children, not only spiritual children like you and I are, but literal children as well. And we're just so honored to have the uh, Hispanic pastor of Grace Church, San Marcos, Jaime Bermudez as well. And I'm going to hand the baton back to Earl because you guys had a thing going on, and I don't want to interrupt that thing. Go ahead, Earl. Thank you, Cass. Um, Jaime, based on what you said in the last segment, um, why do you think um, this message of uh, restoration to the Father, of reconciliation back to the Father, um, would be so... um, Oh, what's the way? It would resonate with other churches and other, even other leaders of other churches. What is, why do you think that would be? Uh, I believe first because the Father gives you an identity, and that is crucial. You cannot live without an identity in life. That's what people are looking right now. That's the battle right now in, the, in their nation, in the world. That's a struggle today. Identity. Who am I? And that's what we're, we're, we're supposed to even model. A father gives us the identity of, and replicating as a father. Something that I have been uh, seeing, and I also lived that before, and I have to be even restored into that, is about having fathers in your life. You need fathers in your life. And, and what I have uh, met with is uh, this huge problem that I can see as that is when even us as leaders, we're fatherless. 
when we don't have someone that cares for us, that can guide us, someone that can protect us, giving us good advice, but also with correction. We need correction in life. Sometimes we're going the wrong direction. I'm teaching something that I believe that is good, but there are fathers that they can come and they will tell me, hey, Jaime, come on. That what you said, you, you need to change that. I mean, you, during the break, you used a term, and I smile a little bit. There are a lot of pastors and leaders that are what you call lone rangers. Lone find, rangers. Find that. Yeah, that's true. It's that, you know, that we all got our thing. We all have a life, but I just want to do what just God's speaking to me. God spoke to everyone. He spoke about his kingdom. It's everything about his kingdom. Everything is about the Father. And we need to be in alignment with the heart of the Father. It's not, it's, it's, it's not me. It's not Jaime. It's not my platform. It's not my agenda. It's the Father's agenda. Well, and, and so have you seen um, maybe a change comparing how the congregations are doing maturity-wise um, if the emphasis is only continually talking about Jesus as the Redeemer, uh, Holy Spirit as the Nurture, and they, and they leave out that factor, they leave out that element of the Father. Is there a change in, or a difference, I should say, in that congregation? Yeah, there's a, 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 a big difference, and it's a, a, a big difference that has bring transformation to our church, I believe, because uh, the Father is what we're modeling right now. My wife and I, I have two kids, uh, Julieta and Abraham. I'm a father for them. But I have to realize that there are people that are coming to our congregation that are needing to be someone to love them and that love to be genuine. People know if you truly love them. People know if you care for them. And you're talking about having a father's love. Isn't that right, Jaime? Yes, that's that's what we're all about. Yes, yes. In a row. You, you, this is something that you track very closely, Earl Clampett. Well, I do, and I, I really think that if God is bringing Jew and Gentile together as one new man, as we see in Ephesians chapter 2, um, that isn't going to happen just on religious grounds or doctrinal grounds or dogmatic grounds. That has to be relationship based on family, but the key is the glue, the cement the the tape the st- sticky tape that brings it all together is the fact that there's a mutuality of the same father and we are in the same family bringing our unique characteristics our unique qualities and but it there's a there's an appreciation that if Jaime is my brother because we have a mutual father I am going to have that very different relationship Rather than saying or asking, Jaime, do you believe A, B, and C, and D in dogma, or do you believe A, B, and C, D in doctrine? Uh, and and if he says no, oftentimes families never develop because there's nothing mutual uh, in the church. And when we separate over over things like you don't believe exactly the way I was taught in Bible school or whatever, but family and father transcend that. You know, now that you're saying this. Uh while you were speaking, it came to me something very important. What is affecting right now our nation and the world is not having the vision of a father. We're just carrying our own vision, and even when we carry our own vision, we're going to focus in the wrong things, like, for example, race, skin color. That's right. Look at the news. Everybody's focusing negatively on race to tear the body apart. That, that brings on. division. I, I don't care the color. I love Earl for who he is. He's my brother. 
I love you, Cass, because you're my brother. We have the the same father. And Rabbi Bob, too. I know he's Oh, I appreciate him so much. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he, he asked me even a question. Jaime, why are you with us? And I told him, you know, because I found fathers. (laughs) And thanks, uh, 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 Bob, because you have been a father for us and and Earl. And that's what we are all needing. That's create relationship. And that's crucial. You cannot live alone your life. Yes, yes. Rabbi Bob Wolf, any thoughts on that? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Fathers are what we get our identity from. They provide protection and provision. And so... But it begins with that identity. It's the, the very source of life itself. Oh, yes. Uh, and so I actually feel that if you think about it, as we have tried to redefine gender, okay, that that has a question of who determines that? Do fathers determine that? Are fathers determining what our, our gender is? Is that what the calling of a father is? And I, I would question the people who are saying this is how we father our children. As a matter of fact, this is part of the reason why the government says they're not yours, they're ours. Because now we have a different agenda than the father's agenda. And so what happens is that as America turns away from the vision of a father, even as churches don't recognize Abba Father, that what happens is America becomes a prodigal nation. Yes, 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 We're yes. Saying we want our inheritance, and we want to do it our own way, and so I'm going to do it my own way. And a loving father says, here you go. It was always yours. I'm not going to hold it back. But that also means that America is going to return, because what happened to the prodigal son is what's happening to America oh is when the prodigal son d- discovered this is not working And America is discovering that many of these things, that these agendas that are being brought forth are not working and won't work. Have you noticed, Bob? Bob, have you returned to the Father? Bob, have you noticed that uh, back in the sixties there was this big thing about anything uh, paternal or uh, the the patriarchy, and that was the big target that Satan had in the sixties, the rebellion of the sixties, um, yeah. and yeah, it was all against. Oh, you're part of the patriarchy, and that was uh, considered to be a negative. Well, it's actually an essential, uh, life giving positive. I just want to end with this: eternal life is defined by knowing the Father, John 17, 3. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God who is our Father, and Jesus Christ whom you sent, knowing not about, but knowing relationally in your heart. Yes, yes, yes. Jaime, final thoughts. We've got about 30 seconds or so. And you can say part of it in Spanish. Maybe this guy can translate. We've only got (laughs) maybe 30 seconds or so, but lay it on us. Necesitamos muchos padres en este momento. We need a lot of fathers in this time. Porque los padres marcan nuestras vidas. Because the fathers uh, basically lay out our lives. Y cambian nuestra dirección. And they change our direction. <laughs> My listening friend, you need to change your direction uh, because we need to be focusing on the father. And the son will always edify what the father has said. So you go, well, this was a Jesus thing. Well, it's only a Jesus thing because Jesus heard it from the father. And Holy Spirit is inspiring that in your life and actions as well. So my listening friend, Jaime, a quick website for you, uh, for the for your ministry? You can go to gracechurchlatino.com or gracesanmarcus.net. 
Yes. Or if you can find us also at Facebook and Instagram as Grace Church Latino. Very good. So you're going to stick around for the last two segments that uh, Rabbi Bob is going to do, and you are too uh, as well. Earl. Well, Rabbi Bob Wolf is going to be joining us and really take control of the last two segments. Uh, he's a he's a powerful minister. He has a ministry project called OATH, means One Against Trafficking Humanity. And as Carolyn Hyde said in the second segment earlier on, one of the things that really is most frustrating is the assaulting of our children. That's going on in all nations right now, big time. But it's not only the assaulting of our, you know, the body of Christ, we're children of God, but also the literal children. So uh, Bob Wolf is going to spend the last two segments talking about this, and Earl Clampett and Jaime, I think you both are going to be jumping in a little bit there. So guess what? Great things happening in the last two segments when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. Yes, we've had a remarkable time so far, but the last 10 minutes are going to blow you away. We talked a lot about uh, how the Spanish-speaking uh, outreaches and Spanish speakers are going to be instrumental in transforming the body of Christ to being only uh, Jesus and Holy Spirit related to Father related as well. We have uh, a man who's an author and also a broadcaster on on uh, th- this radio station KPRZ. His name is Earl Clampett. He's written a book called Homecoming, How the Mystery of the New Covenant Brings Both the Jew and Gentile Back to Abba Father. So we're talking a lot about Abba Father, but also in this context, we're talking about how Abba Father is literally a father, and he doesn't like the fact that people are vying and assaulting his children. Could be you and I as his children or literal children as well. And to carry this home, we have Rabbi Bob Wolf. He's on for the last two segments and uh, I think probably we'll have Jamie Bermudez uh, of uh, uh, Grace Church and Earl Clampett, uh, a fellow broadcaster, jumping on periodically. But we want to hand the baton to you, uh, Rabbi Bob Wolf. And one of the products you, projects you deal with is OATH, an acronym. You love acronyms, but acronym OATH stands for One Against Trafficking Human- uh, uh, Humanity. Handing the baton to you, Rabbi Bob Wolf. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, it's called the Stop the Oath, or Stop, Sign the Oath Project, which is an acronym for STOP. Sign mm. the Oath Project, S-T-O-P. See, I told you he oath loved acronyms. Is, yep, and Oath is One Against Trafficking Humanity. This is one of the places where we talked about the role of the Father. Gives identity, okay, and is a protector. And think about what's happening when the role of the father is not being fulfilled, what happens to children and the children that are caught up in trafficking. And probably a lot of your listeners have heard even of some of the stories in some nations where children are sold into trafficking as just a part of the culture. It's not even something that's considered to be unusual. That we just one of the ways that we we take advantage of our daughter is is that she's a source of income for the family through prostitution. Um, and we say that again, to, Bob. My friends, listen to what he says. Let that sink in. What's going on in this earth, and perhaps even in the United States? 
lay that on us again slowly. Wow. It's, it's cultural that if you look, uh, and I believe some of the, the stories are in, from Southeast Asia, especially from Thailand. They even have cities that are set up. The purpose of the city is for sex. And so you go down the main drag, and some of these cities, the, the main drag's a half a mile long, and it's just one place after another. I saw one guy who went into a nail salon, and they had 10 women working in the nail salon, and only two of the women even knew how to do nails. My. Okay. So this is, this is overt. And there are a great many uh, families that, that go there. Parents even bring their children, not necessarily to sell them into slavery, but just to see what's going on. As it's some type of a, a amusement show, some type of entertainment. Uh, and so we have something where we see the role of the father has been so confused uh, that we we still go back to the ancient rituals that we believe that the real the role of a man is somebody that he demonstrates his control over women, and instead of being a protector of women, he becomes a perpetrator. Oh my! Because for all of the people that we look at, for all of the children that are being abused, realize that almost every single person who's doing this is a man, a man who is of age, a man who is capable of paying for this. These are perpetrators. So we focus a lot on the children, but remember that our prayers need to be for these men, that the Lord would come to them and awaken them and show them just as he showed John Newton that what it is that you're doing here, you're selling slaves, you're selling people into slavery, and that that revelation that he gave to John Newton would come to men, and, and that men would realize that to be a man is not to be a perpetrator or take advantage of people or show your, your strength because you have greater physical strength, uh, and to use that for sexual advantage for slavery, even for the labor market. It doesn't necessarily have to be sex, but that's most where the focus of our ministry has been. But in every situation here, we're dealing with a man with very few exceptions who is the perpetrator, who is taking advantage of the children. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, as we track what's going on across the border and things like that, this is the same story that's going on in the United States, sadly, Bob. It really is. Uh, you know, letting people, some people are just, their whole purpose is to try to get a child across and abuse that child. We're talking about the United States of America. This whole thing about fatherlessness is true in America, is true in other nations as well, but God the Father is paying close attention. He says, Church, I want you to rise up and be with me as we defend against fatherlessness, but we also defend against those who are abusing children. Come on, Bob. Uh, many children are brought to this country already bought and paid for by whoever is sponsoring them to come across. That child comes across the border with a piece of paper with a person's name and phone number on that. When they cross the border, uh, who is ever doing that, Homeland Security or whoever takes the child in, calls that phone number and that person comes and picks up that child and takes them directly into their life of slavery. The child has no say in the matter. 
There's no family with them. There is no protection. And so I even heard one person say it, it is more difficult to adopt a cat from an animal shelter than it is for a trafficker to pick up a child and to ruin their life. My listening friend, I hope you're paying close attention here. And it all stems from our, our lack of attention to the value of fatherhood. We can extrapolate from that Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the fatherhood there, but also God wants to give us a lesson about fatherhood horizontally as well, my friend. Many, Everybody in the studio right here is a father, and we understand that fatherhood is of value if it's properly applied. We've got about a minute and a half left in this segment. Bob Wolf, uh, Rabbi, how would you like to close this? Because I know there's things, some strings you want to tie on this package in the last segment. Bob Wolf. The Sign the Oath Project is a very simple way for people to come from just the point of awareness and learning about trafficking into taking the very first step to take an oath. To swear an oath is a powerful statement in the spirit. We don't do that very often in our life. We do that when we join the military or when we take an office or when we get married. There's not that many times when we take an oath. But the simple act of putting your name down when you go to signtheoath.org is a life-changing event. And so I would say people pray on that. Ask whether or not the Lord is saying, just sign your oath. Just start there. Make a simple proclamation and realizing that you're taking back territory that the enemy has. And it's a great place for you to start. Very good. Bob, Robert, Wolf, Rabbi, uh, you, aren't you up in Newport Beach or somewhere like that? Somewhere up in mid, a little further north than San Diego. Yeah, someplace up there. Someplace up there. Someplace up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Malibu, I guess it is. So, there you go. Yep, there you go. There you so uh, I, I'm trusting that you come back and uh, tie everything together in the last segment. I'm going to continue to to ask uh, both uh, uh, the the man that's tied to the book that's called Homecoming, uh, Earl Clampett. He's also a fellow broadcaster on KPRZ on Sunday mornings and uh, Simple Truth Moments. And also ask Jaime to join us. Jaime is the uh, Hispanic uh, pastor at Grace Church in San Marcos. Jaime Bermudez. They're going to come on as well, but I want you to take the last segment and share with us some insights and also some closing uh, points of view and maybe even some email uh, and uh, other contact information, as you mentioned, signtheoath.org and other things. Rabbi Bob and others, my friends, will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, my friends, we've had quite a show, and we've got the last segment here to talk about, and we've talked a bit about uh, God's plans for the Spanish speakers, how they will be very instrumental in transforming the body of Christ here, there, and everywhere, especially as it relates to the focus on the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Uh, So this last few uh, segments, and this last segment in particular, we've uh, invited um, Bob Wolf, Rabbi Bob, to join us and talk about child trafficking, because when you deal with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
father gets offended when you mess with his kids, the natural kids and the spiritual kids as well. But I'm going to have Earl Clampett. Uh, he's a, one of the fellow broadcaster here on, on KPRZ with the Simple Truth Moments on Sundays. He has some insights to share, actually regarding a movie, Bob, and the, he wants your insights on it. And then we'll give a little bit of space to a man who came from a place called Columbia where this trafficking issue is Portrayed. on the forefront. Portrayed on so, the so Earl, yeah. what comments did you have for Rabbi Bob? Well, it's more of a question, uh, but I also want to ask questions of both um, Rabbi Bob and, um, and Pastor Jaime. Uh, Bob, can you give a little bit of background briefly on um, your knowledge of how that movie, uh, uh, Sound of Freedom, um, came together because um, you you know you live up in that area in the Los Angeles area and you know a lot of folks you have a lot of connections how did how did that movie come together um, if you can weigh in on that and then we're going to let uh, Jaime weigh in on on him's impact and and how he viewed the movie as well go ahead the the movie is a, a true story uh, about Tim Ballard and the rescue of a couple of, of kids. Um, and Tim specifically wanted Jim Caviezel to play the role for him. When they asked him, who would you like to do it? He said, Jim Caviezel. Jim is the man who played Jesus in, in the passion. Um, and so he's a very focused and uh, intense kind of personality, especially, and it shows on the screen. So he carries the role beautifully. It was done five years ago is when the movie was made. Um, it was supposed to be released, uh, 20th century ended up getting the rights to the, the film and they didn't release it. And then Disney bought 20th century and Disney did not release it. Uh, and so, um, angel studios who are the folks that did the distribution for the chosen series are the ones that asked if they could distribute it. And so they bought the rights to the film and, uh, People wondered whether or not it was even going to do anything. Um, I checked with Box Office Mojo. <laughs> this movie has now done $175 million. It's now the 10th highest grossing film for the year of 2023. Um, and so this has shocked everybody, as the passion did, uh, because we are hungry for the truth. And America is hungry for the truth. So that's how this movie came about. And uh, it's a tough message. It's a true message. I hope that if you've got uh, the right kind of constitution, that you would go and see it. It's a tough one to see. It is a worthwhile watch. Yes, and uh, the nation of Colombia plays a key role in that. And Jaime uh, has some personal insights of that because he came from Columbia, and I'm going to have him give a very brief comment, and then I'm going to have you take the rest of the show, Bob. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It really broke my heart when I saw not just the name of my nation. I saw places that I, I really know I have been there. And I just want to say that that uh, I, I need to ask even for forgiveness. Oh, my. As being a, a citizen of Colombia, and it's so sad for me to see that happening. But I ask God for forgiveness all yes. the parents that have been involved suffering all of this. And I know that this is going to bring a time of transformation. And I know that the Lord is up to something. As fathers, family, let's protect our children. Let's defend them. They deserve it. Yes, yes, yes. Jaime, thank you, brother. Jaime Bermudez. 
So there you, there you go. The stage is set for you to do the close on this, Rabbi Bob Wolf. Uh, this is something that's been near and dear to your heart because you're a father man. <laughs> yeah. So so lay it on yeah. us, and I'm gonna we, you know we're yeah, gonna come close. But let me just tell you, we're gonna come close to the to the commercial break at the top, and I have no grace at that point. I'm gonna get a 30 second yeah. cue, and I need to just jump on in. So give it to us, and also yeah. give a, remind us of the website as well, Bob Wolf. Yeah, it's signtheoath.org. It's very easy. You go to signtheoath.org. What do you do when you get there? You sign the oath. <laughs> just that's. Um, and then there's tools there if you want to do more and if you want to find out, there's resources. Uh, but we just ask people, would you take the first step? Um, I want to pray not only for the children, but also for the men. Father God, you are, your word says that you are a father to the fatherless. There it is, right there in Scripture, Father God. And the, the, so we turn to you, Lord, because you're, you're the one who knows the condition, who knows the situation. You not only know about the children that are there that are helpless, that are put in situations where they have no one to defend them, where they do not have a father, where men who should be protecting them and representing fathers are the ones who are actually abusing them. And then we pray for those, Father, that those that have, have, for whatever reason, taken on a lifestyle that does not honor children, that does not protect children, Lord, would you please, by your spirit, visit them. Give them that, that visitation in the wee small hours of the night. Wake them up and, and shake them up, Father God, and say, come on, this is not what I created you for. You need to turn your life around. Those are the people who we're looking for, Father, not just the ones that are trying to protect the, the children, but the perpetrators. As Jesus came and he spent his time with sinners, as he spent his time with the prostitutes, he would also be spending time, Father God, with the perpetrators. And so we declare by your spirit, Father, that you will come and visit these men and that you will change their hearts, Father God, that you will baptize them in the spirit, Father God, that they will be shaken and that they will repent, yes. Father God. And just as Jaime repents, we as men repent for yes, not right. protecting our children, for not educating them, for, for not advising them, for not having the courage to show them some things that are difficult to look at, but that we must deal with not only in ourselves in terms of our own tendency to watch things and look at things that we shouldn't. I, I confess that myself, that I've had that same history in my own life. And, it, and, and most literature says that most men go through this. So, Lord, this is a broad-based problem. And it's time for us to, to take ownership over that and to repent of that and to ask you, Father God, to forgive us all for doing these things. And then, Lord, Lift us up, Father God, so that we would do the things that you've asked us to do, that we would be like Jesus to these children, to these, to these victims, Father God, to the survivors, and to even the perpetrators, Father. And it would so change hearts, Lord, that people would change their ways and that they would turn to you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Oh, my. Bob Wolf, Rabbi Bob Wolf, uh, once again, the... Uh, website that people can go to. Pay close attention to this. God is calling us to take our mantles as fathers and mothers to this generation and make godly stands. 
It's not just a matter of going to church and listening about Jesus and Holy Spirit. It's listening to what Father would say, and Father is talking to you right now. He will use the Holy Spirit. He will use the words of his son Jesus, but it's the Father's heart. And so, so Bob, uh, we've got uh, just a minute now before we have to close. A quick word from you, and then I'll close the show. Father God, uh, I thank you for what it is that you have ignited in San Diego, Lord, that there is an all-consuming fire, and that that fire is now uh, descending upon San Diego, the, the, the bush that burns, Father God, but is not consumed, Lord, would, would, would be there, and that we would have those encounters with you, and you would call us yes. to holy ground, Lord. Amen. And that San Diego would become a holy place. In Jesus' holy name. Priests would be there. I got to go, Bob. I got to go. Amen. My friends, join us next week on Come Together San Diego. It's great, and Father's great as well. God bless. Thanks for joining Cast Hater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.